Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Earlier this week, Archbishop Vigano was vindicated again when it came to light that the Pope and Cardinal Wuerl had in fact been in communication with former Cardinal Ted McCarrick about the sanctions leveled against him by Benedict XVI. Those sanctions included a ban on travel, a ban on public speaking, and being forced to move out of the seminary where he was living in close proximity to seminarians, including him having them sleep in his bed on occasion, as well as an explicit ban on traveling to Rome. Evidence was leaked that those sanctions were real, that some were accepted by McCarrick without resistance, and others challenged. All were ignored not long after they were issued, save for the living with seminarians ban, and nothing was done on the matter, leading to Francis eventually sending McCarrick to China and other places on behalf of the Holy See, in complete violation of the sanctions laid against him by his predecessor. Now, certainly a pope has the power to lift sanctions, though you'd think that a prudential judgment would go into making that kind of decision. I did a video on this earlier this week if you would like to see it. Vigano himself spoke again, breaking his silence, to call Francis a liar. In a world where the Pope was at least mediocre, but trying to otherwise do his job, that'd be a shocking accusation to make, and Catholics of goodwill would rightfully reject Vigano and the accusation. But we don't live in a world with a Pope that acts in any way like the shepherds that came before him. We live in clown world, where the Pope is the chief evangelist for secular political causes, and as a result has taken up the methods of the political world. This may have been the case going all the way back to his time in Argentina, even before he was a bishop. The research on Francis seems to more than suggest that it is in fact the case. Even the research done by his biggest supporters, men like Austin Everett and others who are hard-line Francis supporters. But Vigano's words bear some looking into, so that's what we're going to do. And then we're going to look briefly at Vigano's character, because those same superfans of Francis, again, men like Austin Everett and others, have attacked Vigano's character to defend the Pope. This recent accusation of the Pope being a liar from Vigano isn't really new. Remember, in his original testimony, he said very similar things. So here are the words of Archbishop Vigano in reference to the latest accusation against the Pope and the McCarrick mess. In his interview that pub was published by LifeSite, he reminds us that the leaked correspondence of McCarrick show shows clearly that the Vatican was informed about the fact that McCarrick had been sleeping in a bed with seminarians. To quote Vigano, McCarrick admitted it. To defend himself with the Pope, McCarrick said he never had sexual relations with anyone, but that he slept in the same bed with seminarians and priests. Going further, Archbishop Vigano shows that this has been a pattern of behavior for McCarrick. Quote, It's the same thing he said before the ruling before the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith. The sentence to reduce him to the lay state was based on abuse against adults, minors, and also abuse in the confessional. Either the sentence from the Holy Office, the Congregation for the Doctrine of the Faith, is irrelevant, or what McCarrick said, that he had never had relations with anyone, is a lie. Just like what the Pope said about not knowing anything is a lie. 
just like what he said about not remembering what I, Figado, told him is a lie, when he was the one who asked me. End quote. One thing in this story that's not being widely reported is the role of Peter the Roman in all of this, Cardinal Pietro Perelin, the Cardinal Secretary of State, an office that many have speculated has been a big issue in the past, going all the way back to the Council, if not before. The Secretary of State's office is one that is worth looking into deeply as a source of corruption in the Church, as it is one of the most powerful positions in all of the Roman Curia. Vigano notes that the leaked McCarrick letters confirm Cardinal Perelin's involvement in the McCarrick affair, going so far as to say that Perelin needs to be investigated. Quote, As I wrote in my first testimony, in May 2014, when the article came out in the Washington Times referring to McCarrick's trip to Central Africa, I wrote to Cardinal Perelin asking him, are the restrictions that were placed on McCarrick still valid or not? Perelin never responded to me. He never responded to my letter because he is a total yes-man, as we have seen with the China deal." End quote. Remember, we are talking about people in positions of the highest authority in the Church essentially being accomplices, or at the very least guilty of aiding him in his crimes in some way if McCarrick hurt anyone since he was go given the go-ahead to resume active service to the Holy See. I would place the victims of the China deal in that group, and, the, and Perlin is complicit in their harms. We have no evidence that old man McCarrick engaged in predatory behavior against seminarians in the last few years, as far as I am aware. One of the bizarre implications about the Vigano-Francis controversy is that there is a weird sense that by attacking Vigano's character, a de defense is being made to pro by proxy to McCarrick. I know that there is no intention by Ivoray and the establishment to defend Uncle Ted, and that they are defending Francis. To a degree, their defense of a pope is laudable, and, like I said at the start of this, in a sane world, we'd be defending the pope against a false smear and attack. But we don't live in that world. We live in the world where the pope surrounds himself with sexual deviants and men with charges against them for sexual abuse and for covering up sexual abuse. To give you an example, just yesterday, Cardinal Maradiaga, one of the men closest to the pope, was chased to the airport in his home country of Honduras by an angry mob. Like, literally... A mob chased him to the airport, where he aborted a plane and has since flown to Rome. If you dig into Maradiaga's past, you'll see why they were chasing him. Imagine if Cardinal Supich, friend of this channel, was more corrupt and worse about hiding it than he is. You'd have Cardinal Maradiaga, who openly promotes the Lavender Mafia's agenda in Honduras. Or did, since I doubt he'll be returning to his home country anytime soon. These are the kinds of men Francis surrounds himself with. When defending a man who, by all appearances, has a poor character, the best defense is to attack the character of the person making the accusations against him. This is the case with the various testimonies of Archbishop Vigano, who the defenders of the status quo in the church have tried to label a liar and smear merchant, while defending those who shield men like Maradiaga from justice, and would continue to defend McCarrick if the public hadn't caught up with him. Vigano's character has been attacked on several fronts. The most lazy of the attacks claim he was simply a liar, who was mad that he was never made a cardinal. That, of course, is a claim made without any evidence and can be dismissed as quickly as it was made, especially since the claim is nonsense on stilts. But one important claim made against Archbishop Vigano is that he has been embroiled in a legal fight in Italy over the inheritance of family property, and that they're trying to smear his character by suggesting he's trying to get things that don't belong to him, and is throwing his family under the bus. As an attack against his character, it's a pretty shady attack to make, especially considering that Italian inheritance law is complex, and the fights can be drawn out in court for years. 
why the people defending Francis against these attacks feel it necessary to bring Vigano and his family into this mess is a mystery to me. It's a sad fact of the world that people find themselves in legal fights with family for legitimate reasons. If this situation with Vigano is an indictment of anything, it's an indictment of the legal system that has inserted itself into the family, whereas the church used to be the mediator of these kinds of disputes. More importantly, Archbishop Vigano's character has been affirmed as exemplary by many high-ranking prelates who know him personally. Furthermore, his testimony had corroboration by Monsignor Lanthalm, who was close to the events and was himself aware of the McCarrick cover-up. Corroboration is key to this, something the establishment shills defending the actions of the ruling regime in Rome failed to address or even acknowledge, instead attacking Vigano for familial problems. It's to be expected, especially when the institutional church is becoming fractured, like a nation with political parties. It's a shame, with truth being sacrificed on the altar of access and political power. I suppose it's to be expected. Honestly, at this point, to expect honesty out of the ruling regime in Rome and its sycophantic shills in the media is incredibly naive. There have been a great many lies told since 2013 that they are too numerous to count here. If people want a video on that topic, feel free to email me older examples of lies that we've been told by the ruling group in the Vatican. My email address is in the description of this video. Otherwise, please continue to pray for the church. She is in dire straits, and while we know that she will be liberated in the end, that liberation from the Lavender Mafia and their modernist allies cannot come soon enough. So please pray and do acts of penance for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.